Hey guys, welcome back to episode three of As Told By Moms. I am super, super excited for today's episode. Um, thank you so much to everyone who has supported so far. We are on episode three and just the feedback and the love and the encouragement that I've gotten so far and just kind of hearing everybody's stories and how they've been impacted has been huge. So thank you guys so much for being supportive and tuning in. Uh, and we're just super excited to continue. So uh, you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts. You can find it on Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. And oh gosh, what's the last one? Good Lord. Spotify. Yes. Thank you. Okay, we are ready. <laughs> I am so excited for my amazing co-host that's going to be here with me today. This is going to be a conversation, um, just two friends, two moms, just talking about raising kids and what that looks like. Um, and so I want to introduce you to my friend, Angela Crenshaw. And she is she has a podcast also with her husband, uh, The Crenshaw Corner. You can find it on every platform, every single one that I just said, and more, I believe. They're yeah. everywhere, and they have yeah. a website, and they have so much stuff. So I will, of hey. course, be tagging her <laughs> in all of these. So Angela, welcome. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. So I'm excited. So, first of all, just let your, your family and your audience know I'm hype. I'm hype. Yes. I'm excited to be here. So I'm just going to let you. So I don't want to be like, who is that girl? Like, what happened? Like, who is she? Listen, I am super excited. Yes. Congratulations to you. On your podcast. Thank I you. Listen, I love it. Episode three. Yes. That's incredible. I know. That's I know. Incredible. Do you feel good? I do. I do feel good. It's yeah. crazy because I've had so many people that I would have never thought mm -hmm. that they would be listening. Right. Like, and to hear them like be like, oh my gosh, I listened to your podcast. Like it takes me back. And I'm like, yeah. man, like, thank you. Like just the support <laughs> has been amazing. So I'm glad that it's reaching people that right. I had no idea that it was going to reach and yeah. I'm just excited for all the episodes to come. I'm excited. Me first too. of all, thank you. First of all, thank you for having me. Seriously, seriously. Of course. So my name is Angela Crenshaw. Like she said, me and my husband Sanchez have a podcast called The Crenshaw Corner. Yes. Um, super. We've been doing it for about two years. Mm -hmm. um, we are a proud parent of adult Come on, somebody. Ugh. Adult children. Four adult children. She out here living the dream, y'all. She out Three here living the dream. Boys. I can't even say boys anymore because they're adults. Three mm -hmm. men mm -hmm. and one lady. How about that? I'll That's say that. Crazy. Three men and one lady. And then we are proud parents of grandchildren. We have our first grandbaby. He's two. Mm -hmm. We have two more on the way, right? So we are like living, let's say, living. I don't know because you know what? These folks keep coming back. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I, to, I was going to say living, living the local, but I was like, mm, I don't know, because they keep coming back. But anyway, so I am super excited to be here. But listen, I'm like, like to talk to you and, and to have a conversation with you because I have three boys, you have three boys, and I have one girl. So yes. that mean you're going to have another baby? You wanna, uh, no, like, ma'am. Like, no, ma'am. No, no. You can this catch is, up. You listen, catch up. There's, there's a lot of things that I'm like, <laughs> man, I love competition. Right. I love to be a part of things. I don't like to miss right. out on things. Having more children uh -huh. is one thing I'm okay to no miss girl, out on. Come on now. No girls, no, mm -mm. no, no girls. No. Uh, did you ever want a girl though? We did, yeah. yeah. So I had Noah first, and then when Daniel and I got together, we were just mm. like, he always dreamt that he would have like a daughter for whatever okay. reason. Okay. He just always kind of had his wife and his daughter in his right. mind, and so 
when we were pregnant with Jackson, we were just like, oh my gosh, like we know this is going to be a girl. Uh, this, this is what we prayed for. Right. All of this. And then when we found out it was a boy, I was like, what the heck? I was like so off. And, but then. Was you scared because you didn't have to try again? No, because <laughs> after that, because no, listen, the funny thing is, oh my God, this is like terrible to share. Okay. But I used to always joke with Daniel and I would be like, listen, I didn't want a lot of kids. So okay. I wanted originally i wanted one kid okay so when i had no i was like bet this is great i'm just gonna have one kid right and then you know i got divorced and i mm-hmm. got married with daniel who doesn't have kids right and i was like crap now i'm gonna have to have another kid mm-hmm. so i used to always joke with him and be like i give one kid per husband so okay, you, you know, know. What? i'm done with you i'm done <laughs> well of course these overachiever, as we both know yes so that was not happening exactly <laughs> And then it's crazy because I always just had in my mind, like, I'm done. Like, right. I don't want any more kids. And I I will be 100% honest with you when I say that it was God uh. that put that, not a conviction, mm-hmm. but almost put that, like, heart change mm-hmm. in me where I was just like, man, like, I don't know. Maybe we're not done. And uh. I was going to have my tubes tied after Jackson. Oh. Daniel was going to get a vasectomy oh, after had, Jackson. So you had a plan. Oh, no, like we were ready. Like we were ready to not have any more kids. Right. And for whatever reason, things just kept changing. And then he didn't get it. And then I didn't get it. And it was just kind of like, okay, maybe we're not done. Mm. And when I did start to feel that conviction, I was just like, I started praying. Mm -hmm. And I've always prayed like, God, like, what do you want for us? Like, what do you want? And it wasn't so much like, what do I want? So I started to like shift that prayer and say Mm. like, God, what do you want for our family? Because if it was up to me, like I'm done, like your girl's good. (laughs) And I started to feel that conviction and that pull. Your girl's good. Okay, Lord. Exactly. I was like, but in in case what you want, let me know. Um, And then we had Levi and Uh you know, Levi is my heart. Like that's my baby. So I look at him every day and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like how, like imagine if I didn't have another one, like I just would have missed out on. Ugh. I can't even think about Listen, that. That's my baby. Little girl. No, no, no. I'm done. I'm just saying, if you ever, I mean, I have four, you have three. We Like, we're right where we need to be. So if you had a girl, then we'd be right where we're supposed to be. I'm just no. saying. No. So after Levi, then Daniel and I were like, okay, God, like, it's we heard real, you. We're real. done. We're done. So I actually got my tubes, like, taken out. Uh, oh. Like, oh. I don't got equipment no okay. more the for girls, no babies. The girl said equipment. Yeah, okay. she gone. She gone. She, she gone. She no gone. equipment. She no gone. Equipment. No equipment. So, no, we're good. Yeah, uh-huh. we love we love our, our family size, our three boys. Yeah. We are on a, Levi is three now, so we're on a 15. Is he really? Mm-hmm. He's going to be four this year. So we're on a now 14-year plan um, to freedom. And then that's it. <laughs> okay, let me help <laughs> Let me help you with this. 14 steps, and we're done. Honey, there's no freedom. <laughs> Okay, you a parent forever. I that's know. What, that's what I thought. Like, just high school, like college, like, like it's over. Mm-hmm. Uh, not gonna even happen. I know. Like, you just change, kind of like you change your roles, kind of mm-hmm. like. Like at first, like for us, we were like everything to the kids. We were like, oh my god, Superman and Superwoman. They know everything. That our parents are so intellectual and amazing, and you know, we were all that. We were super excited. Like that is amazing that we're super intelligent. Okay, so by the time they got to middle school, it was like, so y'all okay, kind of. We could still, like, every now and then hang out together, right? We Mm -hmm. could kind of, like, still, like, kind of be cool, but not, just don't do too much, Mm -hmm. right? 
by high school, we didn't know absolutely nothing. We were, you don't know my life. You don't know mm. what we go through. Very much like, so at that point, we knew that we had to be like more advisors or mm-hmm. whatever cases yeah. more than anything, right? It was yeah. like, okay, we just gone. So we went from a cheerleader to trying to be parents again to an advisor. And mm. by the time they get a little bit older at that point, we were just really, really, I can't, I won't, who can we call ourselves? I, I don't even know. I think we still in the advisor stage because we only, because I, most parents be like, oh no, high school, I'm not an advisor. I'm telling them what to do. No, you're advising, honey. Yeah. Uh, or you might, I may even say a counselor, but mm-hmm. at one point you're going to have to let them find, find this thing. So right now you're like the greatest thing. Well, no, cause no one's a teenager. So for the other ones, you're yeah. the super <laughs> coolest mom and dad ever. Yes. For, for Noah, he's like, yeah, I don't know my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm Does that yeah. happen to you guys? Yeah. I'm just wondering. Well, so for Jackson and Levi, yes. Like, they're very much, like, even Jackson's now like, mommy, I love you so much. I no. want I want to marry you. I want you to be my wife and all this. And I'm like, oh, honey, you're going to get over that. And no, I'm done. I'm with daddy. Like, we're good. Right. But for Noah, well, he's still very... He's still very young. I feel okay. like not not mentally. Like I'm he's just same. he's just still very young, very mm-hmm. innocent minded in the right. sense. I'm not saying that he's innocent, but you know, in that mindset right, of like right. he's not he's not like trying to make like hard decisions right now, things like yeah, that. Right, so right. I think for for right now, we're still in that like we're still uh, kind of cool. He can hang cool. with us, but I do see that Noah's very much like me where. I still go to my parents for advice okay. all the time, mm-hmm. like regardless of anything. Like I will still ask them their opinions mm-hmm. and go to them for guidance and things like that. But I feel like Noah's going to be very much like that too, yeah. where he's going to be in that like constant like, but what do you think, mom? Do you think I should do this? Do you think I should do that? I don't know. He could change next year and be totally different and be like, you don't know me. I don't want to talk to you. And I'll that's, be devastated. That's the beauty of it. Is every year you've never raised like I have to tell myself every year I never raised a sixteen year old. Yes, I never raised a, so I couldn't come in with the same attitude, right? Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. I couldn't come in with the same attitude because at first I did. Mm-hmm. Especially because all the kids, because you believe they should all have the same attitude, the same demeanor. Mm-hmm. We raised you, same parents. What's wrong with you people? Mm-mm. Number one, that doesn't work. Number two. We were like, we should know what's going on. You don't. Because then that 12 to 13, when they turn 13 years old, you've never raised a 13-year-old before. Yeah. And even if you have more than one, you're like, okay, I got more than one, but you never raised 13, him or her. Yeah. And so the so every year you're learning to be a better parent, learning to listen more, um, pay attention more, because every year they change. Mm-hmm. That was very difficult for me in the beginning because I was like, what is your problem? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. what's your issue? And I had to realize, girl, you're catching an attitude about nothing. You've never raised him at this age. You yeah. Know? So yeah. It's different. So yeah. Okay. I think for us too, like we we know that already from the jump, like Jackson's personality is so different from yeah. Noah's. So, I mean, <laughs> Daniel jokes about it. He's like, I already know Jackson and I are going to throw down. Like, I already oh, know already? it. Already? Yes, because his personality is, like, so headstrong. And he's so, like, um, I don't know, like, how to explain it. But he's just very, like, he, 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 he knows who he, he He's very confident already yeah. at six years old, which yeah. is crazy. Because I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be, like, yeah. very intense. So we already know we're going to have to parent him completely different yes. than Noah. So going into it, but I'm just like, 
I don't know. And I tell this to Noah all the time. I'm like, listen, like we're learning with you. Mm-hmm. We're doing the best that we can. Mm-hmm. We've never been in this situation so before. So but how do you like, I don't know, I guess like balance the personalities. Like, can you tell me like a little bit about your boys and like the difference sure. and how old they are now too? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So right now the oldest is 37. Okay. That is so hardcore. That's amazing. That's okay. And the reason why I say for every people that, that when I told them, they're like, what do you mean? That's so hardcore. That's so great. I said, because I had, I was pregnant at 16. Mm, okay. So at 16, you're not ever thinking that you're going to have a 37 year old, right? Yeah. You're not ever, you just like, Lord, how am I going to feed this child? Yeah. There's no manual for being a mom. Right. And so whenever I say 37, it blows me away. I'm like, you go girl. Because like what in the world? Right. Yeah. And then the other one is 35, which tells you that I, I pregnant at 16, had my oldest at 17, and then I had my next one at 19, mm-hmm. right? So, which blows my mind, because girl, you wasn't even, like, you know, if I could tell my, tell my, me telling my youngest, I said, sit down somewhere. Yeah. What's going on, right? Sit down. <laughs> 35, and then I have. You were just I trying have, to get them out early. It's I don't fine. Even know what it I get was, it. I get honest. it. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, and then I have a 28 year old, mm-hmm. right? And then I have a 25 year old, which is the girl. She's the baby. She's it. Okay. But it was very much, okay, so. Having them super, especially the first one, having him super young, mm-hmm. um, he was everywhere that I was, right? So it wasn't even kind of like that he was my son. It was like he was my best friend. Mm-hmm. I never treated him that way, but it was almost because we were always together. Yeah. When I went to school, as I went, I'm from New York. I went to school. I'm at Hunter College, and in Hunter College, you could bring your kids to school, and they had classes for them or daycare for them inside of the school. Oh, my gosh. So if I went to, like a sleepover or whatever my baby went like he me and him was like the american express you don't leave home without it so everyone right. everybody knew that i had a kid you yeah. know what i'm saying and so for me and his relationship as he got older it was kind of weird because i've always we've always had this open door policy come say what you want but because we're so close he's always said what he wanted to say he's always said what he wanted to feel yeah you know by the time i had my second son i love him but he was a whiner so mm-hmm. you had this real strong, my oldest was very strong, mm-hmm. strong-willed, kind of like Jackson, very yeah. strong-willed, who knew who he was, what he was going to do. And so I was used to that. But by the time I had my second one, he did a lot of whining. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Baby. Yeah. Yeah. What, what the heck? You know? And so, <laughs> and then by the time I had my third one, he was super quiet, like super quiet. Okay. And so I realized that I couldn't punish any of them the same, number one. Yeah. Because if I punish my oldest one and be like, oh, you can't go outside, that will work for him. He will die because yeah. he didn't, at that point, he had gotten older. He didn't, he was like, I'm older and you got other kids. I don't want to be around. You want to live my best life at mm-hmm. 14, 15, whatever that meant. Oh my gosh. So it would crush him to say, hey, you can't go outside. Mm-hmm. So he would do stuff like bounce the ball on the wall. To oh my me gosh. And like, I will kill you. Go outside, <laughs> right? But, but I knew that that's what this, my, my middle son, the whiner, mm-hmm. me telling him, leave me alone. I don't want to be bothered, will crush him. Mm. It would hurt his feelings so bad because he was so much under me and it was like, mommy, and you know, all these things. And yeah. we had the same dynamic. So I, I couldn't punish him by going, but my punishment was like, go sit over in the corner, go watch TV. No, don't come in the kitchen with me. That would crush him. Yeah. My baby son, you'd be like, oh, you can't go outside. That's not punishment for him because he liked being by himself. Oh, so yeah. he'd be like, so what? <laughs> He like Tell him to go outside would be like, <laughs> you know, like he just, he that's just, amazing. You know, so you knew, and with my daughter, she just basically girls are totally different. First mm. of all, 
Because boys like kind of, they want to be under you, but not so much. But I move, she move. Kitchen, she did. I turn around, there she is. <laughs> Bathroom, there she I'm like, girl, you know what I'm saying? So it was a different dynamic. Yeah. So to, to punish them, I had to really, we had to really watch them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Like, What's going to work? Because you thinking like, none of y'all going outside and th- and thinking that's going to work and then realize that some of them you just blessed and didn't even know it, right? For so real. So I just tell parents, there's, there's no cookie cutter way to do this. You have to really watch your children and see what works because you tell them one don't go outside and he like, look at God is faithful. Exactly. You know exactly. God, right? Mm-hmm. So that for me was for us was like to really look and see their personalities. And if we're going to punish them, what's going to really punish them. Once we knew their personality, we knew how to get to them and do the discipline, everything else like that. But if you're not paying attention and trying to do everybody straight across the board, mm-hmm. you're going to lose. You're, yeah. you're literally going to lose. Like, do you know, like for the boys, like you said, before they have all these, different personalities I'm gonna ask you now like I'm interviewing you but I have to ask this question what difference is to punish them how is it different to do that with them though so so Noah is I don't he's like very he's so easy mm-hmm. he's so easy Can so I have him uh, yeah no because he's home. like the only easy one that I have <laughs> <laughs> so if I give him away it's like I'm stuck it's over. with chaos it's over, right? um but he's so like simple so for him right now we're in this like school struggle of mm-hmm. he just got to high school he's Ooh. back in person um grades are struggling a little bit so it's like trying to find that balance of like give me your phone, give me your stuff, mm-hmm. uh, give me your headphones, give me your music. Mm-hmm. Like all of that is kind of where we're at right now okay. because nothing else really like matters to them at this okay. point. Yeah. So for him, it's that. But then I always struggle with this with like going with back and forth with Daniel where it's just like, man, I hate that I have to even punish him because outside of like grades, mm-hmm. he's such a good kid. Right. Like there's really nothing. He's never been disrespectful. And I thank you, Jesus, for that yeah, because yeah, he yeah. is just a good kid. So right. when I when I was raising him before I had other children, right. I used to always like talk to people and just be like, no, like I don't believe in like spanking or anything like mm-hmm. that. Like I don't feel like it's necessary. Right, right. Like on my high horse, you know what I'm right. saying? Cause like I never had to do it. So I was right. like, why are people out here doing this? Like it right. doesn't make sense. Girl. <laughs> when we had Jackson. A whole different personality. And that personality came through. Ooh. I had to go to people and be like, you know what? I'm so sorry. Wow. I'm so sorry that I judged your parenting. Mm. My sister-in-law was one because she used to have this little backpack that has right. like the leash right. for my niece. Right. And I'm like, take that off of her. That's terrible. Blah, 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 blah. Girl, I have two of them. <laughs> I have bought two different sets of those backpacks. And I tell her all the time, I'm just like... Dude, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. you were right. Like, these yeah. kids are freaking wild. Yeah. So with Jackson, um, I think, like, disappointment, like, mm. him knowing that you're disappointed Ooh. in him and knowing that, like, you're hurt by him, right. that, like, shatters him. Okay. I don't know if spanking at this point is, like, effective for him. Mm-hmm. Daniel and I are really trying to, like, figure out what is a good method for him as he right. grows older. Right. Um. But I know that his heart is like really sensitive. Aww. So I feel like if I tell him like, man, like you really hurt me, like how you're acting. Right. And I even told him one like not too long ago. I told him I was like, Jackson, I'm going to start treating you how you're treating me. Mm. And the other day, this is like, OK, this is petty parenting. But it's parenting. The, the, the other day, the other day going to church, 
he I kept telling him, Jackson, you're not listening to me. Like you're right. just not listening. Right. So for by the time we left, it was like 10 minutes before we got in the car and then the 25 minute drive. Right. He was like, Mommy, mommy. mommy. And I was ignoring him, mm. not listening. Like straight up driving when we by by the time like 15 minutes in he was mm-hmm. like crying in the back seat he mm-hmm. was like mommy you're not listening to me oh, and like crying baby. and sobbing and i was like music on and i was like thank you jesus we're going to church blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. living my life yeah ignoring him and so when we got to church I was like, okay, guys, we're here. Like nothing. And he was like, mom, you didn't even talk to me the whole time. And I was like, you know what? I wanted you to know what it felt like to not be listened to mm. because I wasn't listening to you. I that wasn't was responding to you. I wasn't paying attention to you. And I was like, that's exactly how I feel wow. when you don't so listen good. to me. So good. And he was just kind of like, oh my gosh, like I think it, so I think good. it shifted his perspective a little yeah. bit where he was like, oh my gosh, like when it's being done to me, even at six years old, they know. and honestly, like I felt so good about myself afterwards because I was like, girl, you are so dang petty. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely that knew that it me. was going to teach him a lesson exactly. because I want him to understand even at a young age, like you're never too young to understand like what your actions yeah. are going to get you. Exactly. So if you treat people right, you're going to get treated right. And people mm-hmm. are going to respect you. If you're nasty to people, people are going to be nasty to yeah. you, you yeah, know, and yeah. I want him to start learning that, like, especially in the climate and in the culture that we're in right now, mm-hmm. like, you have to show kindness. Yeah, you have to show absolutely. understanding. You have to show all of these things. Yeah. Because if not, like, you're just going to continue to live in this chaos. And I don't want that for him, exactly. you know? So for him, it's a lot of, like, conversations and really, really explaining to him mm-hmm. why you're taking action okay. and what his behavior has gotten him. Right, right. You know? Because he's like, I don't want a bow bow. A bow bow is like a spanking. I don't right. want a bow bow. And it's like... Do you think you deserved a bow bow? Do you think you deserved a spanking because of your behavior? And then he will even say like, yeah, I wasn't a good listener or yes, I was misbehaving or yes, I was talking back, you know? So I, I, we never want him to under, to, to look at it and say, man, I'm being punished for no reason. Right. You know, or if we take his iPad away Mm -hmm. or if we do something. So not too long ago, he actually hit his brother with his iPad. Oh, Lord. Girl, I took that thing for like three weeks. And I was like, you're not touching it. You right. don't. That's not what it's for. Right. And that is, you know, like dangerous. Like you could have hurt him and just right. different things, you know. So he needs a lot of explanation because okay. he really wants to understand right. why he is receiving either a consequence or why he's having something taken away right. and things like that. Levi is just, he's three. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to kind of like, he doesn't like for you to raise your voice. Mm. I think it like scares him in Mm -hmm. a sense of he'll start to cover his ears. He starts to look down. He starts to kind of like recede, like just kind of like go back and like go into like this like shell. He won't, he doesn't want to make eye contact with you. And you haven't even like spanked him or taken anything away you just like just the inflection of the voice being raised Mm -hmm. puts him in like this like i don't know it's really weird daniel has a really good um approach with him Mm -hmm. where he'll have him like make direct eye contact with him and he'll speak directly to him because he just like gets into this like fear like automatically Mm -hmm. and he's the baby like i don't i don't spank him 
hardly ever like right. so i you know i do let him get away with a lot of things <laughs> i'm a little more gracious with him mm-hmm. because i know his level of understanding right now right jackson jackson is so smart like i know he gets a concept right levi i don't think he's there yet because right. he's he's a baby he's still. A baby. He's so three. i don't know where he's gonna land i think he might be more of like a conversation is going to be enough for him Mm -hmm. and i think he might land kind of with jackson similarly where it's like just the thought of disappointment is enough for him to feel like man like i made the bad choice like i feel you know like i feel that so i don't know i we're just like constantly evolving i think every Every, because it changes it it changes and i always so weird because when i talk to parents because Especially people like, girl, you got older kids you don't know. And I'm like, it never changes, first of all. Like, far as watch the foundation of it all, right? The foundation of check their personality first. Don't do cookie cutter, okay? Check their personality. Know what you can take from them, what you can't take from them that's going to affect them, right? And like you said, for him, for Jackson, he needs communication. He needs to know the why. He's the why kid. He's the why. Now, here's the funny part about it. The middle kid is always the why kid. So interesting, right? Because everybody I talk to Mm -hmm. that has a middle kid is like, why? I got to explain this to you. Like, like, it is what it is. The oldest is normally the coolest, right? Mm -hmm. Like, very low key, very cool, kind of frustrated because they're the oldest and they got to be like, but you ain't treat me the way you treated these two. Like, that whole concept. So, let me just go in and be grown or more mature because you got these other two kids that's crazy. So, mm-hmm. you know, cause my oldest, like he's just, he's just even he's yeah, super duper even. Yeah. The middle one is the why, 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 oh, why mm-hmm. somebody please tell me why, yes. you know, like, <laughs> yes. and, and if you don't tell them why, then we're going to just keep standing here till somebody explain to me mm-hmm. the babe, the baby son, he is very much like, look, I don't like confrontation. I don't. Mm-hmm. So it's weird. Cause when you would sit, I was like, Oh my God. He doesn't like confrontation. He does not like being yelled at. And I think it's because he had older brother. He has older brothers mm. and they're, they're talking to him. So he's like, it's too much going on. I'm, I'm sensory overload. Everybody think they my daddy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody yeah. telling me what to do. And, and when he's now that he's 28, he was like, I didn't have a voice because my brothers always was telling me what to do. And then you telling mm. me what to do. It was so weird. And I'm like, really? But to hear them as adults now say that he said to me i didn't have a voice so when i say why are you have you you've always been the quiet one he said mom when can i get a, a, a word edgewise mm. so you're a talker my my middle brother thinking he my daddy tell me what to do mm-hmm. you know i want to be with my oldest and he telling me no because i'm too young he's like i didn't have a i didn't have a rightful position i was a baby in your heart of course yeah but then i was a baby but also your baby was a girl and i'm not a girl he said so there was like this weird position for him mm. as a baby so i always tell people that time they be like, oh, it doesn't matter. It does matter who's oldest, who's middle, and who's the youngest. It really does. And I always tell people, when when they get older and you ask them this question, like when the boys get older, and they'll yeah. be like, oh, it just didn't make a difference. Because when they started telling me stuff, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't think of it at the time. It was just because sometimes as parents, we, we're trying to communicate. We're trying to raise. We're trying to love. We're just trying to make them be good human beings. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And then there's some days when they get around there, we're just trying to get them out of our house, y'all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's just be honest. Like, yes. I, I, like, because you I got a 14-year 14, 14 plan. Like, I'm ready. Girl. You know, but it's just those things that I think is not easy, first of all, because there is no manual mm-hmm. to being a parent, you know, and to being a mom, you know what I'm saying, or being a dad. There's nothing you get. You get the babies and the grace of God and yeah. you're hoping God give you as much wisdom as you can but it is a process that's learned as you go. 
what I will say for me, where I kind of dropped the ball, mm. well, I'll say for both of us where we dropped the ball was, and we didn't know we dropped the ball until we had our grandbaby. Mm. Pootie is two. When he does not want to be bothered, he does not want to be bothered. Mm-hmm. And, and before it was like, come here. And then I was like, wait a minute. And it, and it dawned on me. And it was like, ooh, this hurts. It was like, just because he's still, he's still a human being and he has feelings, he knows when he mm. wants to be bothered or not. Yeah. So we have to remember that I dropped the ball in that area with the four of our older kids because at that point I'm mom do what I say I'm dad do what I say and not recognizing that they have feelings too and today is not a good day yeah you know, like if they're yeah. crying because they're crying they don't feel like being bothered because today is not a good day for them and respect that that doesn't yeah. mean say it's okay to have a tantrum tantrum that's not what I'm saying but do respect that they're they're people yeah. you know we think that they're children they're little they don't know better but no they're human beings and they have feelings like we do and so I didn't learn that so I had a grandbaby and was like whoa that's that approach may not not work mm-hmm. the approach should be what is wrong what's going on but when you're in the hustle and bustle of life yeah trying to get to work trying to cook breakfast trying to do that thing you don't kind of consider that right mm. but because i have older ones now and i'm settled and i'm looking at a grandbaby not a child i can really see that now yeah so when he's like oh you know oh he's, he's like he's not in the mood i'm like well pootie what you know i know you too but what's going on mm-hmm. and it realized that he wants a hug he wants something right mm-hmm. and like you know that's why when the kids come to me like like you do with your parents probably i don't know who these people are because they did not raise me like what ma you never let me do that why yeah is levi doing that oh why oh is yeah. jackson doing that oh why is noah doing that and i think that for me that was an opener because I'm like, oh, I dropped the ball in that area. Not on purpose, though. Mm-hmm. But I think we kind of forget that they have these feelings, right? Yeah. And that they have these emotions. Because to be honest, there are some moments, mornings I want to cry and have a For sure. Tantrum. Absolutely. But the world Same. said if I do it, I'm insane, right? Same. <laughs> yes. So why, so why would it be any different for them? And I yeah. think that's where... We kind of dropped the ball and was like, ooh, we could have did better in that area. Yeah. You know, of uh, like trying to understand it. So I said it to you because you do have this op- this huge opportunity because, like I said, mine is grown. That's what it is. We're grandparents, but you do have this huge opportunity now to be like, what is this really about? Doesn't mean the yeah. hustle and the bustle and the temper tantrums are right. Yeah. But to say, you know what, just because you're five don't mean you don't feel something. That something's That's not good. affecting you. Something's not bothering you and I and I always tell more parents pay attention to that right mm-hmm. and not just you're just having a temper tantrum just going through something but like what is that about because to be honest I too want to be on the floor yeah I too want to kick and scream I too don't want to go out the door where you go I, I you don't want to go to school mommy don't want to go to work you know like you yeah know what I'm saying? but yeah but what is that feeling coming from and I think that that helps a lot for people you know yeah. what I'm saying yeah so it's different and I think that that's important to realize for parents who have younger kids mm-hmm. like myself or who are just starting out to be parents, like that's so important. What you just said is like you have an opportunity still mm-hmm. to be able to make changes and yeah. shift your perspective Pivot. and shift your mindset and shift your, you know, like even your parenting style. Mm-hmm. And even if you look at how you were parented mm-hmm. and how you're parenting, a lot of the times like we take good things from how we were raised mm-hmm. and we take negative things from we how do. we were raised yeah. and then we apply it to our children. And that's when we get into like, I don't want to get too far into it, but like these generational things. And it's like, why do you, why do you do this? Well, why do you treat your kid like that? Right. Well, I don't know. My mom did it. Yeah. Her mom did it. Right. Her mom did it. Mm-hmm. You know? So a lot of that is 
taking that that advice that you just gave yeah. and really really evaluating your children yeah. looking at them looking at their personalities understanding that each one is going to require something different yeah. from you as a parent right and from your parenting style right. you know so exactly. i think that that's that's amazing amazing advice if you're writing this down or listening or whatever <laughs> like mark this moment because i think what you said is so important like i don't want to waste that opportunity yeah. to say you know when my kid is 25 30 exactly. 35 and say dang it man i i, I missed the mark I, 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 dropped I, missed, the ball. I dropped the ball you know i did i we knew <clears throat> they dropped the ball because <clears throat> sorry there because they now they're older we could all sit at the table like grown folk you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying it's no kitty table for these grown people yeah and we talk about them growing up or whatever the case is and we're laughing and we're joking and i'm hearing things and it's not intentional they're trying to get but i'm having ouch moments right because mm. I'm like, ooh, mm -hmm. okay that's how you felt about that that wasn't my intent yeah it wasn't even my thought process you know but it did happen and i had to respect it and listen to it right yeah so what we would do i was just gonna ask you before you yeah. continue i was just gonna ask you how do you feel um or how do you have those conversations now with your kids who are grown mm -hmm. in those moments of like Ma, this is what this felt like. Yeah. And how do you... So, yeah, if you can, like, yeah. elaborate on that. The, okay, the first thing, what we used to do when they were teenagers, before I get to the adult part about it, when they were teenagers, we would have what was called free fall, mm -hmm. right? Okay. We all would go in the living room. All of us, me, Sanchez, and the kids, and it's free fall. Now, the only thing about free fall, you can say whatever you want as long as you're not disrespectful. Yeah. And if, you, if there's a rule or a punishment or something that we did that you did not like, you could definitely say it. Doesn't mean it's going to change our mind. Yeah. But at least let's hear the reason why mm. you feel the way that you feel because we knew that if we didn't do that, that there was going to be some issues right yeah and so we would do that all the time all the time and sometimes they would tell us and then sometimes they would keep things to themselves the thing about the free fall there were some things where we were like mm. why lord <laughs> why we ask this question because there were things that that we wish we didn't know like yeah when you're not a virgin no more oh yeah thank you okay <laughs> um we tried this before hey Ooh, thank you because you literally if you want it to be good yeah. you literally have to sit there with a stone cold face while your rest of your body is raging and be like I will choke you out Yeah, and yeah. go okay because you're given the opportunity to say what needs to be said and they have mm. to be able to trust you that came much like when they were about like when they were going into their 17 18 years old when they were 13 14 not so much I wish we would have done it did it can I talk what, what, what word was I using <laughs> wish we would have done it sooner than that yeah but, but they our children are kick the door down kids okay our children are Jackson kick the door down yeah like I don't like it and mm -hmm. it, and I'm t I'm gonna kick the door I'm gonna kick the door down so you know that I don't that I don't like it yeah. right but it took them to kick the door down like I said from pre earlier to understand like hey we dropped the ball because we was like, do what we say, go do this, and not asking the, the, the correct question. So when they got a little bit older, we realized that we had dropped the ball, so we started having the free-fall conversations. And okay. we learned so much stuff we didn't even, girl, didn't even want to know. Yeah. So when they became older, and they would, we had conversations, we would just, because we get together on Christmas, we get Thanksgiving, and to be honest, our kids call us every day, even mm -hmm. as grown men and grown women. They call us all the time. We're always on the phone. I pray for that. Listen, it is crazy because my family's like, How? Do I pray you for get that. Your 
grown sons to call you either calling me a Sanchez. Sanchez is the break glass dad, right? Like okay. if it's if it's if it's if if it's like something so horrible, they're gonna call him first. They're gonna okay. like because they dad come get me, get me out of it. This is my situation, and don't tell mom. Okay. <laughs> I found out about stuff that they've done over the years. I'm like, so I'm sorry, Sanchez. He was like that between me and my sons. So it was like, that was what it was. Yeah. That wasn't, but then, but far as, but they call me all the time and be like, hey, mom, what's your opinion about this or whatever the case is? And it makes me feel good because it's like, finally, I'm superwoman again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it does come back around. You become superwoman again, right? Yes. When they walk, as they're older, getting them to have that conversation because we are just sitting around now there's no need for them not to tell me what they did they are grown at this point so it's yeah. like even if she get an attitude it's too late ma you uh, double jeopardy sis mm-hmm. you can't punish me for yeah. this you know what i'm saying like <laughs> you know you can't so it's just i think when we started doing the the free falls and mm-hmm. giving them the opportunity and opening that door when they became 17 18 because we had no other choice because we knew that there was so much going on and we were like we're missing something something so yeah we if we do this and it just continued to keep growing and I always tell when parents ask me, they be like, "Girl, I'm like, listen, try it. Everything you're not gonna like, yeah. But it's 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 like, but when they tell you when the conversation's over, this is the part that's the hardest. Seriously, when the conversation is over and we get up from the floor, because most of them be sitting on the floor, we be bugging out or whatever. Yeah. When we all get up and we said the conversation is over, we are not allowed to bring it back up to them. Mm. That's the hardest part. Oh, so you smoking what? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, we can't now at that point. Ay, right? That's so hard. That's, that's hard. <laughs> Especially as a parent, because you want to fix it. You want to help it. Exactly. You want to do something about it. Like mm-hmm. we, as parents, are like naturally just want to like fix it for them. Bessie, moms, you want to nurture. Oh, 100%. We nurture all yeah. day. Absolutely. It oh, is. man. So it was one of those things like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it's like, if, because if I bring it up after this conversation is over or one day they do something wrong and like, and by the way, I've lost, I've lost. Yeah. Really, I've lost. They're not going to come to me with anything else. Then it's not a free fall. Yeah. They're going to feel like, Oh, it's just something, a way to get back at me to retaliate later on or to throw up in my face later on. Mm. But it was very difficult to sit there and hear, Oh, I'm not a virgin no more. Oh, I, I've, I've smoked before. Oh, I, I you 18 yeah okay okay uh-huh mm-hmm. okay lord please jesus help you know and you're just sitting there and you're like okay yeah. you're 15 okay you're 12 okay you know you, you, you're learning all these things about your kids but it's that thing that goes okay that moved us into adulthood where they could tell us absolutely anything because they know we're not gonna throw it back up in their face but i will tell you the absolute truth stephanie when it would be over for one of those meetings that was hardcore, me and Sanchez would literally go in the bedroom, lock the door. We'd be in tears or we'd be on the floor going, we are bad parents. How didn't we know that? Like, like literally, like, we're like, what kind yeah. of, who, like, <clears throat> and it may not, I'm sorry, <clears throat> it may not even be anything bad, but even the good stuff, like, you didn't tell me you was doing music or you didn't tell me you had a show. You didn't tell me, like, yeah. all those things. And they're like, but then when they start telling us, I'm like, thank you. You know what I'm saying? But in the beginning, we knew that we had, Drop that ball, like I said. Yeah. That we were too busy being, I'm the parent. Do what we say. Do what I say. Go here. Do this. As if they didn't have any feelings, they didn't have any mind, and they didn't have any control. Yeah. And when you do that to a child, whether you, I don't care, your people are probably going to be like, Stephanie, first of all, tell that Angela. I do not care. They still have to have some type of control. Because if you do that, when they get into the real world, mm. they're going to allow people to control them, and they will think that they still don't have any control. Yeah. So we still have to give them, show that, the 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 house is still the real works. People think 
Like, but when I get out of my house, this is not the real world. You still have to implement some of the real world in there. Yeah. Right? So they'll be able to deal with the real world when they get out there. Does that make sense? Yeah, you know absolutely. What I'm and I think I think what you said about them being able to go to you now as an adult, mm-hmm. I think that that's so important because even growing up as teenagers like I felt like I could share anything with my mom Mm -hmm. like I felt like I can go to her and good bad ugly share it with her and not feel like I was going to be judged or condemned Mm -hmm. or anything like that but I've seen so many friends family feel like they can't talk to their parent and that for me is like my biggest thing where I'm just like I don't want my boys to ever feel like they have to go to someone outside Mm -hmm. of us for advice Mm -hmm. for comfort Mm -hmm. to look for like i don't know like i want to be your people you know what i'm saying like i want my kids to feel like oh i could tell my parents anything Mm -hmm. and i know that they're going to support me or they're going to call me out on it or they're going to be there to like help me through it like that is one of my one of my fears as a parent is like that my kids would want to mm-hmm. talk to someone outside of mm-hmm. of us, not in the sense of like, obviously go and get your advice and things like that, mm-hmm. but to be that safe place for them, right. you know, because that's important. Cause mm-hmm. if not, somebody else will be, yeah. and you don't know the advice that they're going to get and you exactly. don't know the direction that they're going to be steered in and yeah. things like that. So I think that for me, I'm just like, man, I pray constantly that I'm just like, I want us to create a space for them to feel like they can do that, you know? And I think that that is, that is hard. That is hard. It's hard because you feel like, man, like how do I support them in this without judging them, without, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting to retaliate about what they're saying and things like that. But yeah, yeah, it's definitely hard. It's definitely hard. I promise you, our faces used to be like, Fix your face, fix your face, fix your face, fix your face. What I will say is they are going to get advice from other people. They absolutely are. But the good thing about them getting advice from other people is the fact that they come and tell you and ask you, hey, ma, this is what I heard. Is this true? Yeah. That's that's when you know, like, ooh, okay. They're fact-checking with you. You You know what I'm saying? Because they are going to get advice. They're going to go to this person. It's inevitable, right? But the fact that they will come and fact check with you is when you're going to be like, I got this. Yeah. I got this. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, so I heard this and someone said to me this and they're never going to say what you think, mom, because this is what I've learned about children, like before I got at least. Mm -hmm. They're never going to be like, oh, mom, what you think? They're going to be like, you know what happened? And then somebody said this and that and the other. That's crazy, right? It's never going to be yeah. like Because <laughs> they don't want you to know that right? they want your opinion. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's crazy, right, Ma? And then they just be <laughs> it's cricket, like, hoping I say something. It's like, okay, this is your part, Angela. Say something. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I always, like, before I say anything, I really, really pray because I don't want to come off judgmental yeah. about to them about what the other person said. Only because sometimes what we have a tendency of doing is we tell our kids something, they make it their own, and they go tell the person who told them the information, hmm. but almost in a judgmental way, right? Yeah. So I have to be my, I had to be like, okay, let me just say this. As parents, we wear so many hats, right? Mm. Because we first, our first, we got to go, okay, so what are we putting out into the world, right? So how are we counseling our children? So we got to be careful with counselors to our children. Yeah. Then, you know, we're nurturers to our children. We are teachers to our children. We are mm-hmm. advocates for our So there's so many hats that we wear. Yeah. And so I had to learn, like, what hat are they looking for today? 
Mm. Like literally. Yeah. And so, and I remember my daughter telling me one day she came home and I've been doing motivational speaking, speak, been speaking motivational forever for the young teen girls. Like as far as I can remember. And so one day, and I was like, Oh, got mm. it. So she came home and she was like, mom, we need to talk. Come in the room. Where's dad? You know, the whole, I'm like, Oh, oh no. Lord, dad. Okay. Close the door. And where's dad? Okay. Mm-hmm. It's about to go down. And so I began to talk to her about whatever. And this woman, she said, please don't AD Crenshaw me. Mm. Be my mom. Mm. Because at that moment, the motivational speaker in me and what I thought I should tell her to captivate her so she would do the right thing came out and she saw it. Because your kids can see when you just being a bit much, right? Yeah, yeah. And she was like, don't AD Crenshaw me. Can you just be my mom? Mm. So that I had to drop that hat. Right, yeah. that motivational speaker had. You can do it, girl. The encourager. That is not what she wanted. Yeah. She wanted her mom to listen. She was wanted. Her, she just wanted to vent. She didn't want me to fix it or do anything at all. Yeah. She just wanted me to be her mom. But like you said, I wanted to fix it and I wanted to do these things. So from her, this is another lesson me and Sanchez learned after she said that to me. So now, even now, with our kids being grown, I go, "Do you? Am I a listening ear? Are you venting? Or you want me to say something?" Yeah. I permission now mm-hmm. right and I we started she was I think Morgan was about 14 when she said that because she was furious with me like do not aid I mean she even raised her little girl oh, oh. hold up, hold up. <laughs> she's like do not ad Crenshaw me ma mm. I'm not one of your students I want you to be my mom I don't I just want you to listen to me yeah I, I put on the wrong hat yeah basically what yeah. I'm saying right I put on the wrong hat and so when she said that I was like so when she would come to me and I started doing it with the boys because of her because Every lesson that you learn and how you do your children would be from one of your children, mm. right? Like like Jackson, you're like, okay, so I got to explain to him. Yeah. But since I got to explain to him, let me try it on Levi and Noah. Because yeah. just maybe yeah. I haven't been explaining to them either. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. you do it and be like, this works. It works, <laughs> it exactly. Works, yep. right? So I believe that my children have taught me how to be a better mother, right? Mm-hmm. They, they've taught me how to be a better communicator. Yeah. They taught me how to be a better advocate. So when the, the boys or anybody, or even now, even then I would be like, are you venting or you want me to say something? And I would ask permission. It became different from us at that point because then I realized that they're, and they would be like just venting, which meant the fix it hat, the fixer hat. Yeah. You don't need it. Yeah. You don't need it. You just need to be mom. Yeah. The fi- Cause you know, we, we, we got a fixer hat. Oh, I'm about to fix it. I even got to punch you, punch somebody mom in the face hat. Like, where's she at? Because <laughs> she ain't trained her baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, no, seriously, you think about it, we wear a lot of hats. Yeah. And so sometimes we pick up the wrong hat, right? And so now that I do that, I say, well, do, are you venting or do you want me to say something? They say venting. I go, okay, fix a hat down, mom mm-hmm. hat now. Yeah. Right? And that changed our dynamic too, right? But I had to learn. That had to be told off. She didn't tell me, but she kind of like got a high-pitched voice with me. Mom, that's not what I'm looking for. Wrong hat, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to go, okay, so I'm automatically going in fixer mode for all of my kids when that is not what they want. They just want an ear, and they just happen to be asking for mine. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And that should be an honor and a privilege to just listen without saying nothing, which is another hard task, but because it's me. But anyway, yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know if I'm capable of that and just like <laughs> listening and not like trying to do something about it. Like it's. That's so difficult. That's yeah. so difficult. But if you ask, you will. If you mm-hmm. ask Noah, if he comes to you about something, you're like, hey, baby, are you venting or you want me to say something? The moment that he says, I'm just venting, 
I promise you, your heart want to respect that. Yeah. Your yeah. heart, even no matter how much you want to fix it because you love him more than anything, your mm-hmm. heart won't allow you to say anything. Yeah. Your heart will be like, oh my God, he came to me just to vent when he didn't have to. That's that. I think as parents, we need to understand that 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 is, that's, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. That that was a choice that they made, right? Because yeah. again, we're talking about children. They're human beings. They're people with feelings, emotions. Everything that we have, they have. They're just younger than us. So for us, them to come and be like, I want to talk to you. Yeah. I want to, I want to vent to you, mom. Yeah. I got to get everything off my chest. And the fact, because when they say that to me, that says to me, they trust me. Yeah. Yep. So if you, if I prom you think you can't because it hasn't happened, but if you say to him one day he's just gonna and you're looking at him like baby, just one question, do are you vented or do you want me to say something? And he said, mm-hmm. I just want to vent my. Your heart will melt because he just trusts you with something that was on his mind, on yeah. his heart, and all he wants from his mother is just to listen. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that even in like the littlest like conversations now, and just like especially for him because he's older and he's a teenager. And also too, because like, you know, like the difference between moms and dads Mm -hmm. and, you know, his relationship with me and his relationship with Daniel, like it's very different. So when it's like, when he wants me to be a part of something with Mm -hmm. him or have a conversation with him or he opens up about something, Mm -hmm. it's a huge honor for me because I'm like, man, like, he doesn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's so important because he does have a lot of support and all of the kids do. Like right. they have friends, they have distractions, they have teachers, they have grandparents, they have aunts and uncles and cousins and all of this. And it's like, man, like you could have went to any of those people mm-hmm. and you chose to share with me. Mm-hmm. So like in those moments that your kids are opening up to you, like really reflect on what's happening at that moment. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like that's so vital for you to recognize that and say, oh my gosh, like what an honor it is for me to be able to have this conversation mm-hmm. with you and that you're not going and confiding in somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that gives you the opportunity to either A, be the listening ear that mm-hmm. they're looking for mm-hmm. because for the next time they're going to say, man, like my mom just sat there and listened to me and it made me feel so good and I was able to, and they're going to remember that and that's going to become their practice, you know, for, for you. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Um, I want, I want you to talk a little bit about, cause now you guys are into a different stage of parenting in a sense, <laughs> because now you're grandparents <laughs> and I have heard, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not, but I have heard that it is an, a love that cannot be explained because it is just like this out of this world crazy type of love for a grandchild my mom says it all the time where she's just like girl y'all don't even understand like i like them more than i like you my god which is and i love your mother because that's true (laughs) you know i love your mother hi honey i love your mom so much yes i didn't even know that that was possible yeah because when i tell you that i love my children yeah like that those are like i don't care those are like my like, I can't even explain it till I had a grandkid. Mm. And then I was like, I don't even think I like y'all as much as I thought <laughs> I did. I, you know, because I don't have the capacity to love y'all like that right now. Okay. Yeah. I, I've got to give it back. You yeah. know, <laughs> like when I, when I, when we had, when Pootie was coming, we made an announcement to the family because we always get together. We play games for Christmas. We, we do all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Right. I made an announcement. There will be no more Christmas. There will be stocking stuffers. Dang. 
thing. It's like no drastic. I don't care because we were always, even though they're adults, we always give them Christmas gifts. We just, we just, yeah. we just that kind of family. Yeah, there will be no more Christmas gifts given. Uh, Lolly it. and Nelson, if you're listening to this, <laughs> this does not apply to you. Do not take this advice. No. Continue to purchase Christmas <laughs> gifts for your daughters. Nope, okay, continue. Nope, nope. I was like, then I called. I was like, listen to me. When he was born, I was like, there is no more Christmas gifts. Okay. Oh my God. You will get stocking stuffers. Because I always get stocking stuffers. Everybody's like, you know your kids in their 30s. Who cares? These are my these are my people, right? Yeah. I don't care how old they are, right? I give them Valentine's Day gifts. Like, it's just crazy. I'm crazy. I love but anyway. It. And so I like there'll be no more of those. There'll be stocking stuffers for you guys. And mm-hmm. everything is going to DM. Okay. Just let's be clear. Okay. And oh do me a favor. Gosh. Now here's the thing. Do me a favor. No one buys us gifts either you buy dm gifts anything mm-hmm. anyone that you want to apply to us apply to him yeah. and they was like what is and they was like i cannot and i'm like i'm so i cannot even like this little human being mm. first of all i gave birth to the human being that helped bring him to life yeah so i'm looking at my grandson who's looking like my son that mm. i gave birth to yeah that is that is that is to live to see that kind of generational stuff, right? Yeah. That's that generational stuff. And so Dia makes me want to be a better human being. He wants yeah. me to, he makes me want to be wealthier. He makes me want to be more intelligent. He mm-hmm. makes me want to be much more I don't know so much more. He makes me want to be healthier. Like these things because of my grandson makes me want to be a better human being, right? Yeah. Because he deserves that, right? Yeah. He deserves a healthy grandparent mm-hmm. he deserves a wealthy grandparent he does like these things that he deserves and my kids are like so what you saying is <laughs> <laughs> so but we didn't i said no 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 i did the best i could sorry i did what i could do with you okay <laughs> but now you know because it's i can't i wish i can't and this is not even explaining it's not yeah. even like i can't even like like just to see his face like since he was born we told his parents, okay, stop. Before he was born, we told his parents, here's the situation. We don't want nothing from you, mm-hmm. okay? When we say we want him, we want him, right? Yeah. We don't want no pampers, no clothes, no diaper bag, no strollers, no nothing. First of all, his very godmother, Miss Stephanie, stop. had already hooked him up <laughs> before he was born. Thank you very much with everything. Strollers, hot seats, everything. She, everything. She hooked us up with everything, first of all. Let me just say that. But, but we don't want anything from you guys. We just mm-hmm. want him. Yeah. So before he, when he was, because they told us the boy, and they was like, "Oh, yeah, I played too much." We said, "By the way, we want him every Wednesday." Mm-hmm. And when he is born, we want him every Wednesday, till the day that he decides if he's in high school, college, or whatever. And say, "I don't want to go to my grandparents' house every Wednesday." But until then, yeah, every Wednesday. Even now, he's two. He knows Wednesday. He know Gigi and Pop Pop. Want Gigi and Pop Pop? Don't come get him. Don't like he. He knows he all and and they like okay. And I said, "Oh, and by the way." Every Sunday. Oh, my God. We're coming to get him. He's going to church, right? And they're like, okay. I love it. This is getting out of control. And and she is telling the God's honest (laughs) truth because that little baby is there every Sunday. (laughs) And I know for a fact she's not giving up her Wednesdays. I don't see her on Wednesday, but I know for a fact that baby's there. But I do see him every single Sunday that y'all are there. Let me tell you something. I tell people, do not call me on Wednesday. It's Mm -hmm. Poo Day. People Mm -hmm. know. It's Poo Day. People ask me. It's poo day. Mm-hmm. Is anybody listening? Like it's poo day, <laughs> and so his parents just think that that's the craziest thing. I'll give you for instance to like just love him. We took him to church. Mm-hmm. We took him to brunch. We thought about it. 
We called his parents and go, hey, do you have anything going on with him tonight? Or, yeah, did y'all plan on doing something with him? They was like, no. He's like, you know, mm, we'll take him to school tomorrow. He's going to stay with us. <laughs> so like, uh, uh, okay. I mean, if y'all had something planned, you could tell us. But if not, no, he's going to he's spend a night with us. Yeah. And like, okay. In our house, we have our own clothes, our own sneakers. We don't need nothing. Literally, we don't need anything. I don't, I just think that he is, I can't, I, I'm like your mother. I don't know my heart. Like, I look at him and go, we did that. Mm. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, when your mom look at your babies, like, that is my daughter who I gave birth to who did that. We did that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that is like, I can't, it's like. Like, it's a generational thing. It's like, we did that. Like, yeah. like I did that. I raised a beautiful human being who is raising another beautiful human being, and I get to be a part of that. Yeah. I get to have a front row seat of that. I am his Gigi, and his grandfather's his pop-pop. He says it. He knows it. And what we do now, from what I've learned of how raising them, mm-hmm. I know now how to pivot in certain areas for him. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know? And so it really makes me, he really makes me want to be a better person. And now I'm terrified because in June we have two more coming a week apart from each other. That is going to be chaotic. It's going to be crazy. And also too. Okay. So this is going to be amazing because I had this conversation with them. So their kids are grown Mm -hmm. obviously. So they have, regular vehicles Mm -hmm. and just like you know they don't need like a truck or a bus or a van or (laughs) nothing like that but it came up in conversation about all of these new grandchildren Mm -hmm. that they have um you know that they have coming and that they currently have and all of this and you know that these people (laughs) amazing amazing people that they are Went and got a minivan. <laughs> we gotta be prepared. And Pop Pop was not happy. He was not happy. Shout out to he Pop Pop. And his was minivan. Oh my God. When I you was on him so hard, Stephanie. Listen, because I want the best for my friends, okay? Really and the do. minivan life is the minivan life. And he is not going to regret it. I 100 If he does, he does I will be shocked. He, he said he loves it now. I know he, he does. He said he loved He was like, oh my God. Stephanie, when I called the children, we had a family meeting. We have a family chat. I so cannot. when I called them, I was like, hey, guys, how you doing? Just let you know. We got a minivan. Hello? Anybody? Okay, they was like, like, now? We was like, yeah, we just bought it. And they was like, for who? And I'm like, for DM? And in two months, we have two more coming within a week of each other. And by the way, our first granddaughter, come on, God is so faithful. Oh, my gosh. Our first granddaughter. So we have two grandboys and one granddaughter, right? I one cannot. little queen, right? And so the kids was like, are y'all serious right now? Like, they had, like, their own personal meeting about us because they couldn't understand. Like, who goes out and buy a mini? First, they're not even here, guys. We I like, love it. We have to be prepared. I love y'all. it. I love it. So, yeah, it's but serious. are you going to do the same? Okay, so you have DM every Wednesday mm-hmm. and every Sunday. What is going to be, like, how is that going to shift with the new babies? Okay, so DM and his brother will always, they both will be with us on Wednesdays. We're taking both babies on okay, Wednesdays. Okay, okay, on Wednesdays. All three are going to church. That's why we needed the minivan. No one cares. They Got all it. three going to church. Okay. And then um, Rose, that's going to be her name is Rose. Okay. Rose, she's going to be Monday. So what we'll have is Monday mm. is Rose. We'll have a break on Tuesday. Wednesday is DM and his brother because we don't know what they decide to name him yet. Okay. Then we have a Thursday free, Friday free, Saturday free, maybe Saturday because we do take them to the park and take them like and do what we want to yeah. do. Sunday they'll all go to church with us and we may or may not take them back to their parents. I cannot. I so- love it so much. <laughs> honestly. 
I think it's amazing because <laughs> this is like, I don't want to say this is your second shot at parenting, mm-hmm. but this, I love what you said that it just like, he makes you want to be a better person yeah. overall. Yeah. And I think I, I'm not there yet mm-hmm. in thinking about grandkids and all of that, yeah. but I know that the impact, and I'm sure you see this a lot too mm-hmm. with your boys, you probably see with now looking at your son be a dad and you mm-hmm. do you see like a lot of the similarities and like how you guys raise them and and how he's raising dm our son is sanchez oh my gosh he is military <laughs> precision he is very strict like sanchez was when they were younger he is very much and we like can he like for instance like one thing about us, I will say that we do ask permission first. We okay. will never like just be like, I would have grandparents. We're never going to do that. We're yeah. never, never, never. If they say no, we'll probably go in a room and cry, but we have to respect the no. Right. Yeah. But my son, like that we were all at the house. Just to give you a quick story. We were all at the house and everything like that. And so Demon is, is, he's in his recliner. He's relaxed. I'm like, damn, do you want something to eat? He's like, yes, I want to eat. So I give him, I give him his food, but he, so he's walking with the food. He didn't even go far, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. DM. It's my son. Mm. You know, we do not walk with our food. We sit down at the table or we sit down to eat. We never walk with our food. So everybody in the house, because like everybody, all oh, no. every aunts, <laughs> uncles, we all there. We just like, so we already know that our baby son does not play. He is mm-hmm. he's not, not, so we, so everybody got quiet. I was like, oh, sweet Jesus. The baby just was trying to get back to the recliner. You Poor know, he's, baby. But he's that kind of person, right? Yeah. And so, and that's very much Sanchez. Very matter of fact, his no is his no, his yes mm-hmm. is his yes. And that's how he raised him. And and I'm just like, ew. Like, I'm mad about <laughs> it. I'm mad about it because I'm like, well, we like that. And when I tell it to him, and I'll be like, babe, can you, he's two, you can relax. And he was like, um, who are my parents? Who raised me? Mm. And I was like, well, that's. <laughs> evil i don't think you should have said it like that he's like okay then i'm like okay man it's coming back full circle it does it does i'm super like i don't know i just the love i don't know if i wanted to be a parent in the first time i don't know i'm 16 yeah 16 um i was being more grown than anything Mm -hmm. but it is one of the greatest positions i've ever had in my life and but now being a grandparent has topped Mm. The position of being a parent. Yeah. That thing is, and again, because I have the opportunity, right, to do this thing with this little human being, mm-hmm. right, that my son helped bring into the world. And when I look at him, he looks just like his dad, first of all. And I have to say that however his dad raised him and his mom, and they were such great parents, that means that she has a hand, had a hand in that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then whatever we give him, for his life too, for him to say, my Gigi and my pop pop, you know, like like yeah. to know us and to love us and know that when he gets older, he can come to us, open door, whatever the case is, is is I can't I can't even express it. And I think that especially for him, there's a, a place for DM because when he was six days old, he had open heart surgery. Yeah, I remember that. He had open heart surgery, and I had every everybody who knew Elevation at Elevation praying yeah. and <laughs> crying and boohooing. But God is faithful, right? And yeah. He showed me how important. Even in even in DM, he showed me how important life is. Yeah, and that you have to give grace to your kids, you have to love your kids. They're not going to do everything perfect because you didn't either. But yeah. there's a grace and a love that you have to have for them, right? And you can you can guide them, but so far, 
And then you have to step back and let them make their own decisions and hope that that. But what I know for sure is I have not laid on my face and cried out to the Lord for my kids and my grandkids. I've been praying for my grandkids before they were here and my great grandkids. Right. And I don't believe that I've laid on my face and cried all this time to God without him not giving me what I asked when he has thus far. Right. They're not perfect. But what he has done, he's created. He has given me beautiful, creative, humble, nice, kind human beings, and mm-hmm. that's what I ask God to just do that, God, right? Yeah. And he's given me now. He's saying, I'm not only going to give you that, but I'm going to give you double. Yeah. Because a grandbaby, grandchildren are the double. Yeah. Right. That's the blessing, right? Yep. So for me, my grandchildren are my double portion that God has given me. So yeah. I'm not gonna mess this up. Yeah. I'm gonna get healthier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. gonna get, I'm gonna get cuter if that's possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and your and your mom is getting to experience being a great grandma. Yes. Like that's amazing. Like yes. I I like I still have my mom's mom here. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, man, to to think like she's 91. Wow. And to think like she has been able to see like grandchildren and great grandchildren. And it's just like, it's amazing. It really is like a privilege. Yeah. It's a blessing as a family. It's a privilege to have that. Yeah. And I think that because for DM, he has one, he has his great grandmother, great grandfather on his mother's side. And he has my dad passed away. So he has his great grandmother great-grandfather and then so he so on each side he has four mm-hmm. Sanchez because his his mom and dad and then I, wow. so he has four but you know what I'm saying we've lost three out of all of them yeah but he has those and they're here and he so because sometimes it was unheard of to have the, but the time you're like my great-grandparents I don't know who she yeah. you know what I'm saying? yeah so for them to be like I remember her we tell him that my this is what we said she said this is this is grandma and we said, she's like, she want him to call her Nana. Mm-hmm. He doesn't call her Nana. Oh, no. What he calls it? her Nanny. Nanny? Oh, Nanny. no. And so she's like. <laughs> she doesn't love that, I'm sure. <laughs> she said, no. She said, let him call me whatever. Because, again, she know the honor of it all. Yeah. It's not a big deal for what he could. He know who she is. And she'll be like, come hug me. He will hug her, go Nanny. Like, he will come oh. from he'll come from school when he does those Wednesday because she's at the house. Mm-hmm. And he'll come in. And he'll be like, Nanny. He'll go hug her. Oh. And he'll kiss her. And then, and then he won't talk to her for the rest of the day. But he come <laughs> in saying, I love you, know, and I love you, or whatever. And she's super excited. And you can see her face like, yeah. 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 That's my great grandbaby. I'm living to see that again. She's living in the triple portion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like a blessing. Yeah. You know, so I could talk about grandpa, but I'm not because we've been here forever. But just, it's a double portion. And I'm like, I like, I love you it. Know, I'm with your mama. I love your mom. I'm with your mother. It's a bl- like, you don't even know. You don't yeah. you know because you'll come back and be like, Angela. I'm like, I love these kids even more. I don't even like my kids no more. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't. I really can't. Um, oh my gosh. Thank you for being here today. Thank I know you. we are hitting an hour and three oh minutes. Oh my gosh. So we're going to go ahead and wrap, wrap it up. It up. <laughs> but I want you guys to take take the, the things that you did hear from today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to myself apply yeah. them and really like just think on them. Because I don't want to look back and... Think of what could have happened, mm-hmm. what I could have done, yeah. what I could. I want to take the opportunity now, yeah. even though Noah's fifteen. Yeah, I can still. Ha- I still have time. Yes. I still have time. Yes. You still have time to 
to meet your kids where they mm. where they are at Ooh, and good. be able to shift and become something mm. in their life because you don't want you that's don't want to miss that opportunity to, to pour into them and and be their support and be their advice and be their counsel yeah. like you know i said this the first conversation like this is this is a gift that mm. we are given as parents yes. to raise these kids that god has entrusted us with right. you know nobody else well you know, Noah has step parents and his right. dad and stuff like that. Right. But like nobody else is raising these kids with you. Mm -hmm. Like my husband and I are raising our children right. together. Mm -hmm. So this is like, this is a huge, not a burden, but this is a huge, um, opportunity yeah. for you to take it and make it what you can. Yeah. Now at the end of the day, I'm going to do the best that I can. And I'm going to trust that God is going to continue to be with them mm -hmm. and that he's going to continue to guide them and that right. they're going to make the best decisions for them. Yeah. You know, outside yeah. of that, and you just pray over them right. and, and hope that, you know, they turn out, like you said, amazing, amazing yes. human beings. That's all you can ask. Because you're not looking for perfection. I just want to say one thing before we go. Yes. I want to just tell all the parents out there, listen to me very carefully what I learned. What I learned is I can't raise and I could not raise my children cookie cutter, but I also could not raise in the way that I was raised in the way my family raised me. So I had to realize that I could not find a balance. I had to find the family rhythm. There's a yeah, difference. That's great. So find your family rhythm. The rhythm is going to be someone that's going to be the percussion. There's going to be somebody who may play the sax or whatever. You got your own orchestra and yeah. you have to find the rhythm that plays for your family. Cause if you don't, then you're playing somebody else's and trying to balance. Mm. We're never going to be balanced, but a rhythm, a family rhythm, like an orchestra yeah it's beautiful yeah it's beautiful so that's, that's all so I have to good say. that's, that's so good <laughs> oh my gosh thank you guys for listening um angela will be back her and her husband yes. are going to come back for another episode thank that we you. have planned um follow them on their socials mm -hmm. follow them i'm going to tag her in everything that i post so um follow their podcast give them a listen they have so much knowledge and wisdom that thank they share you. so thank you. thank you for being here i love thank you so you. much I love you thank you you guys can uh continue to follow us on this journey and like i said you can find us on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify and amazon music and mm -hmm. we're excited to just keep having conversations and keep uh keep moving forward so take care guys <laughs>